It's Monday. And it's November 8th. And the word of the day is cuticle, which means the dead skin at the base of a fingernail or toenail that somehow keeps growing if you don't push it back down all the time. Used in a sentence, the Republican Party is the cuticle of politics. <laughs> vote more. Every time. Keith, I'd love to vote more, but my district is all fucked up by gerrymandering. Oh, yeah. You fingernailed cool. it. I'm <laughs> no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Congress agrees to build a bridge as long as no critical race theory drives across it. Thanks to quarantine protocols, Aaron Rodgers finally gets to be the smartest man in the room. <laughs> and Republican spies accidentally audition for a tragic farce by the Coen brothers. Right? And they <laughs> but won. first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, uh, apparently my intro question about big proclamations was a little too advanced for you last time around. <laughs> Do you have any, I don't know, small, low-level proclamations you want to make? Is okay. that helpful? Oh, Easier? okay. Ne- next week, you're just going to ask if we have any humorous replies to kick off the headlines, aren't you? <laughs> well, now I won't, because you won't have one, and you'll reject <laughs> the premise. Heath, do you have small, low-level proclamations you want to make? Because you can make them. We saw your notes about Chipotle's so-called spoon stinginess. Get it out there, man. You don't need to use us. Never been to a Chipotle. Doesn't even make sense. In our lead story tonight. You would love Chipotle. Election Day 2021 Mm. was a goddamn train wreck. Sure was. Sorry. Okay. uh, Let me start over. Election Day is a thing that happens every year (laughs) in which... Low voter turnout, among the good people especially, makes it possible for theocratic neo-Nazis to just barely cheat their way into winning political power, even though they're outnumbered. And once they have some of that power, they can make more and more rules to legalize the cheating, and they can block all the rules that say, no cheating, you have to let everybody vote. So that's election day. You're all caught up. We had one again. It was uh, terrible, especially if you're not a fan of theocratic neo-Nazis. It went Really, really, really badly. Most of the races that were looking close went to Republicans, plus a bunch of absurd upsets also went to Republicans. Yeah. No, and I want to point out, by the way, absurd upset, also a great way to describe the GOP strategy. Yeah. And <laughs> my emotions when I'm inevitably surprised each year by the election results. Yeah, so really. For everyone. Yeah. I don't let myself be surprised anymore. It's a dark state. So... Let's start with the good news, I guess. Are we done yet? Yep, we're there. We're done. I feel like that lasted as far as the ellipses. Yes. So, end of list. Let's pretend something else was the good news. Let's pretend I meant the good news is the smaller contests that were won by the party of theocratic neo-Nazis. That's uh, relatively good news. I mean, I'd love to say that Democrat Phil Murphy holding onto his governor's seat in New Jersey was good news, but we shouldn't even be talking about that race. Yeah. The final result is good news. He won. But all the details are bad news. Murphy just barely won. And that's in a state where Biden beat Trump by 16 percentage points in the 2020 election. Are you freaking out yet? You fucking should be. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me phrase it another way, just in case you aren't. Having New Jersey is the good news. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Plus side. He is the first Democrat to win re-election in New Jersey. 
in 44 years. So, you know, cool. keep the job. Cool. Keep the job. Nice to know the bottom of that barrel is so clean now, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about a bit more of the uh, air quotes good news, I guess. Democrats lost a seat in the Texas House in a San Antonio district where that should never happen. Democrats lost local races all over Long Island, New York, where that, well, I guess that should happen sometimes in Long Island. Long Island is terrible. It's like, it's where me and Eli grew up, plus money. Yeah. It's ignorance and money. It's super fun there. It's a great place. Yeah, it's like trying to explain white privilege to a white guy who owns his own pool cleaning business, the (laughs) island. (laughs) The island. It's very hard for them. And circling back to New Jersey... Incumbent Democrat Steve Sweeney, the state Senate president, lost to Republican Edward Durr. Durr. His his last name is Durr, so already a bad sign. That guy has zero experience in politics. He spent about $2,000 total on his race against Steve Sweeney, and he shot his campaign video on a phone. Basically, Carl the... Republic Pegacorn walked around <laughs> South Jersey being like, I'm a simple guy. I talk like this. Vote for me. And it fucking worked. Yeah. Okay, well, if my neighborhood is any indication, then the ability to talk like anything was a big brag. <laughs> Mostly uh, grunt and shoot fireworks to wake my baby in these parts. <laughs> All right. Well, done with the other good news. That brings us to the biggest disappointment of the 2021 election. Which happened in Virginia. Sorry, Republican Glenn Youngkin beat Democrat Terry McAuliffe to become the next governor. And their contrasting platforms are now being heavily analyzed to determine the best strategy going forward. Again, we're going to have another one of these election things in like a year ballpark. Make plans now. Get a ride. Have it set up. So McAuliffe's platform was mostly stuff that helps average people who don't have a bunch of money, like improving the budget for public schools and... Not dying from a now preventable disease. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. He also stressed that he's not a theocratic neo-Nazi, which was actually a flaw in his platform, yeah. according to analysts from both sides of the aisle, actually, but obviously for different reasons. And Yunkin's platform was mostly preserving the academic freedom to let public schools decide for themselves if black lives indeed matter. Yeah. It's an open question. It needs to be decided locally. It's important as federalist that we decide that way. And in terms of his political identity, he went with a mystery platform. (laughs) Am I a theocratic neo-Nazi behind this fan? Vote for me and maybe you'll find out. Well, Virginia's going to find out. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, in the last couple of years, the Democratic-controlled state government in Virginia tightened gun laws, restored voting rights to felons, passed some of the country's most ambitious voting rights legislation, abolished the death penalty, and legalized weed. Right. It was more of that or better racism. And the Virginia voters chose better. I choose B. Yes, sure did. (sighs) It's weird that every single election, it sinks into me just how much of this country are like actively ghouls. I don't know what magic spell is cast on me personally. Three hundred and sixty four days a year that I forget that. And I think that folk are just folk. But no. Yeah, that's weird. You're super positive all the time. Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly. You have such a high opinion of humanity. Happy guy all the time. (laughs) Flesh puppets driven by Fox News and the menu at Ruby Tuesdays. I don't know why I forget that. Don't forget that, everybody. Yeah. Okay. so here's why this all matters. First of all. Theocratic neo-Nazis are 
bad. Yep, that'll do. You don't have to love the alternatives to see how that's a big problem. But more importantly, we need to win state-level races in general to stop gerrymandering, for example. In Virginia, it's actually less obvious than in most states, now anyway. Virginia's district map, it was so fucked by gerrymandering, they had to have their procedure for the maps done for them by grown-ups in 2016 by fiat. It was that bad. And now it's handled by a bipartisan commission. And by handled, I mean they accomplished absolutely nothing, so now the state Supreme Court is probably going to draw that map. But here's the reason state-level elections matter so much everywhere in general. In the vast majority of states, the district map for state and federal elections gets drawn by the state legislature. And the governor has veto power in most states. And even in Virginia, where that's not the case now, they could always change the rule. Right. With Democrats losing full control of the Virginia House of Delegates, that just happened too. And with Glenn Youngkin as the governor, the GOP is well on its way if they want to do that. If the election goes badly next year, there's going to be one district for the entire American South called... And the rest are going to be white people, and that's it. And if you're thinking, wait, isn't that obviously unconstitutional? Yes, it is, but no, it's not. It is. It definitely is. But not according to the Supreme Court of the United States. And... Not according to the state Supreme Court in most of those places in the American South. Fun fact, lots of state Supreme Courts are chosen by the state Congress and or the governor. Wait, your fun facts are usually so much more fun than that. Fact. Yeah. It's just a fact. It was, that was yeah. a fact. Okay, I, I'll save it. I'll save it. Uh, fun fact, a significantly higher percentage of the people who voted for Youngkin are going to drown in their own lungs this month. No, that's true. Oh. I, I did see that statistic. Oh, I feel a lot better now. Silver just think night. I'm picturing it. Yeah. With a song? I like that. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. They're going to die. Yeah. So in this uh, particular story, I've been focusing heavily on what we're against and not what we're for. In fairness, I'm very much for Republicans losing, Mm -hmm. but we all have active goals, too. You got to keep that in mind. And we're going to get to some of those goals in a story about the new infrastructure bill in a minute. But for now, bottom line, if you're listening to this, vote more. There you go. The, The GOP is outnumbered. And 100% of outnumbered tends to be less than 100% of numbered. Mm. (laughs) Even with all the gerrymandering and voter suppression in place, a good enough turnout from the anti-theocratic neo-Nazi crowd in the midterms next year can make Joe Manchin not matter, for example. And we can actually pass more progressive bills and get rid of that gerrymandering and voter suppression. And again, get rid of neo-Nazis. I want them to lose at stuff. That is my kink. I I would watch porn of that of just <laughs> failures by neo-nazis it wouldn't even need to be porn i watch i already do i watch a lot of that whenever i can find it anyway <laughs> speaking of his need for therapy yeah <laughs> speaking of that they're gonna love that segue pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor better help this podcast is sponsored by better help Mr. Enright, come on in and sit down. Thanks. So, uh, is this your first time in therapy? Yeah, it actually is. Okay, well, don't be nervous. The good news is I am terrible. I'm a terrible therapist. What? So we're going to spend this first session with me just uh, bouncing this ping pong ball just right off your forehead. Ow, wait, what? Why are you doing that? Why are you terrible? Can I have a not terrible therapist, please? Ooh, I'm afraid not, Mr. Enright. What do you think this is? Better help? Oh, what's... 
Ow, what are you doing? Uh, sorry, I thought you were done. You sort of paused. I was building the tension with the question I was at. What's better help? Better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. An app for therapy? What is this, some kind of feel-good computer or something like that? Not at all. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. Plus, there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not be locally available in many areas. That's true. You, you are kind of the only guy in town for me. Ow! Stop! That's right, I am. Okay, okay. But what if I don't like my therapist because... For example, I don't know, he throws ping pong balls at me. Well, that's the best part. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if you need to. Okay, but is it super expensive? Mm -mm. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. That's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Skeptocrat listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. Okay, I'm definitely going to do that. Thanks, I, I guess. Oh, and Mr. Enright? Yes, Doctor. Ow! Really? One for the road. Okay. Should have seen that coming. Hey, podcast listener. Quick announcement about our big fundraiser, Vulgarity for Charity. As usual, we're teaming up with Tom and Cecil from Cognitive Dissonance to raise money for our favorite charity, Modest Needs. In case anyone's new, here's how it works. You donate some money at modestneeds.org and help people on the verge of poverty get ahead. And then we mercilessly insult a person, place, thing, concept, phenomenon, or event of your choice on the air, either on our sister show, The Scathing Atheist, or over on Cognitive Dissonance. We'll be doing 200 roasts total. That'll be the top 100 donors, plus another 100 randomly selected from anybody who donated $50 or more. The fundraiser is already happening, and it keeps going through Thanksgiving. Just make a donation before midnight on November 24th and then email the proof of donation along with your roast target to vulgarity for charity all spelled out, at gmail.com. vulgarity for charity at gmail.com. And we'll start making those random picks before the drive is over. So the sooner you donate, the better the chances of getting selected. We've got a $100,000 match already pledged, which means we're already over $50,000 raised so far. But we're trying to beat our total from last time, which was over 300000 and... Honestly, it's kind of disappointing if we don't get there. So get generous. It's a great cause. Seriously, if you can afford to give, pause the show right now and help out someone who really, really needs it. We will wait. And now, back to the show. Next up in headlines and bridging the divide news. Fantastic. One of the, thank you. One of the greatest illustrations of just how far from functional the federal government is has been its inability to pass a big infrastructure bill, right? Despite strong support from both Republicans and Democrats, broad public appeal regardless of political affiliation, and a national system of bridges that would give Mario pause, every effort <laughs> in the last decade to pull together bipartisan support to rebuild the broken parts of our country has failed until last week, that is, when the Biden administration managed to shepherd a $1.2 trillion bill through Congress, which represents the largest investment in American infrastructure since we built the goddamn interstate highway system. And that interstate highway system was signed by Dwight 
Eisenhower, a Republican, yep. just like Abe Lincoln. That's a Republican. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just I'm getting everybody ready for Thanksgiving with Uncle Frank. If you oh, say okay, his yeah. stupid thing faster than him, he gets really confused. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. He throws himself out of his house. It's yeah, the whole right. thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that that does sound good. But could you put it in a TikTok where a teenager points at charts out of context? Because I found that's the way to really reach my generation. <laughs> yeah, just no, like, I won't. Mm. So mm. <laughs> it, it, it seems like this should be a simple accomplishment. So it's easy to lose track of just how hard it was. Until people started dropping dead by the thousands of COVID, nothing was more emblematic of the dysfunction of the Trump presidency than the impotent marketing slogan of Infrastructure Week. <laughs> which so badly. Yeah, which Trump initially declared way back in June of 2017. How'd that go? Uh, well, so it was overshadowed a little bit by him also using the same exact announcement to accuse former FBI Director James Comey of lying under oath during congressional testimony about the Russia investigation. So sure. he tried again. Uh, mm-hmm. A few months later. How'd that go? Well, the reporters started asking him questions about the neo-Nazi attacks a few days earlier in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, mm-hmm. He accused mm-hmm. violent white supremacists of being very fine people. And once again, his grand plan was overshadowed a bit. Ah. Mm-hmm. I, he got back into it. No, right. right. So he tried again in February of 2018 and mm-hmm. February of 2019. Okay, so not great. April of 2019 and May okay. of 2019 and January of 2020 and February of 2020 <laughs> and March of 2020. That's all Ooh. real. Uh, the New York Times is <laughs> keeping track. They have a whole list. Uh, but much like ending the war in Afghanistan, managing the pandemic and speaking in full sentences, Biden has now succeeded where Trump repeatedly failed. Uh, also, Biden famously appeared on camera a bunch of times now with zero toilet paper stuck to himself. <laughs> that's true. And that's, that's true. An accompli- like. Now Biden is tied for first with everybody but Trump, who is in last in terms of U.S. presidents. (laughs) And I'm in third. Now, okay, Noah, I know, I know you and all the analysts from every major press outlet and a a bunch of progressive politicians like Bernie Sanders and AOC and Nancy Pelosi, all, all those people, they all agree that these are good things, but... Someone I've never met on Twitter says it's bad, actually, so I guess it's a tie, probably, right? Is oh, it a tie? Oh, sure, yeah. No, so, okay, look, this is only one of the two infrastructure bills the Biden administration is hoping to pass, and this is the easier to pass of the two. Uh, the, the plan since the beginning was to pass one bipartisan bill that dealt with all the shit that everybody agreed on, then force a second one through reconciliation with or without Republican support. Um, this bill is the former, so it doesn't have any of the progressive policy initiatives that made up the bulk of Biden's agenda. Of course, that fact didn't stop the progressive wing of the Democratic Party from holding the bill hostage for months in a pre-doomed effort to add more items from their liberal wish list. And it's no coincidence, I think, that they relented immediately after Democrats got their asses kicked on election night, since apparently that's what it takes for Democratic lawmakers to remember that wanting more isn't better than getting some. Okay, that's, I mean, that's definitely true. Noah's clearly getting paid by big a priori. I, yes. I see what's happening. Yes. And, and you know what, Noah? It's a queer attitude that, like that that is keeping Joe Manchin from finally giving everyone their own blowjob robot. That's right, no illusions. You are the problem. Yeah. You are the problem. If we turn out enough, we can have blowjob robots. Manchin doesn't matter. We could, yeah. Um, So, look, it it would be easy to fixate on what isn't in the bill. Smiley faces. So easy, in fact, that virtually every left-leaning publication I saw talking about it was doing exactly that. And as much as I want universal pre-K and and meaningful climate change legislation, it's also worth highlighting what is in this package. Mostly, like, a 
fuck ton of jobs. This yeah. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. See, one of the reasons infrastructure is so politically popular all over the place is that you can't really outsource building a bridge in Minnesota to some factory in South America or some call center in India, right? Estimates on the low end are that this bill will create well over half a million permanent jobs, averaging about 70 grand a year. And as Biden pointed out in this announcement on Saturday, most of those are jobs that don't require a college degree. OK, but nobody wants to work. Oh, they are taking the jobs for 70 grand. So strange okay. that they would do. Weird. Yeah, I got invested yeah. in that time, but not confused myself. Anyway, if you're disappointed in this bill. I don't know how else to put this, but when half the country votes based on their right to kill their own children with a plague, the compromise is not universal health care. Yeah. It's just not. Unfortunately, right. So, yeah, I, I feel like the Democrats could have timed the big political win a little bit better, but I'll take a $1.2 <laughs> trillion right. dollar infrastructure investment however I can get it. And if $110 billion in roads and bridges and $65 billion in broadband investment doesn't quite do it for you, Try to imagine how harumphy Trump is to see that Biden is also better than him at getting shit built. <laughs> oh, it's his thing. He thinks it's his thing anyway. Just put up one slat for a wall for spite. Oh. Like <laughs> they call Build them the wall Biden Trump, lines. Bi-fi. Yeah. <laughs> and in the WHO framed Rogers rabbit news. Okay, that's actually pretty good. That's Thank okay. you. Thank you. I'm just so excited by this story. I didn't have time. <laughs> Green Bay Packers quarterback and sentient monster energy hat Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is a homicidally dangerous idiot. And yeah. like so many dangerous idiots during our global pandemic, he literally cannot stop talking about it. <laughs> Proving and reproving that he shouldn't be given license to dress himself, let alone make medical choices. But and he throws a ball good. He yep, so. does throw the ball very good. And that all came to a head this week in what I'm going to go ahead and call his dumbass palooza on a conservative radio program. Oh, it really goes to show what happens when smarter than Brett Favre is the bar you're trying to clear, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for those of you who aren't up on all the latest sports news, Aaron Rodgers throws the ball good, and he tested positive for COVID this week, which led to the revelation that he allegedly lied to the team about being vaccinated. I say allegedly because Rogers claims he told the team doctors that he wasn't vaccinated. I'd like to allege that he's a liar. Yep. I also allege this. But 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 hey, hey, let's be skeptics here. I don't know who to believe, right? I mean, NFL team doctors are the folks who gave us know your brain is supposed to form into the shape of a bread bowl like that. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe he lied to the doctors. Maybe a doctor lied for him. Either way, much like the show New Girl, everyone is a villain, and I hate Okay. <laughs> Max Greenfield is a treasure. He is a tre That's anti-Semitic, what so, you just said. Okay, okay. But You're like, a bigot. So in, in this instance, skeptic, hell, Aaron Rodgers is fucking lying. Yes, you can't trust <laughs> yeah, NFL clearly. doctors when they say stuff like, yes, this injection is medically justified, and <laughs> no, that's right, I was holding up seven fingers, but I'll give them the I benefit of doubt when they say that the guy publicly lying about COVID vaccines privately lied about a COVID vaccine. Okay, <laughs> that does sound convincing. All right, either way, the story that the NFL is telling is that he lied about being vaccinated. So that's the story I'm telling too. Just that's, yeah, that's the story. <laughs> yeah, that's the story. That's the thing that happened. 
it's weird that I'm couching. I don't know why I felt like I needed to couch this language. You need to hedge on this very yeah. obvious lie that he told? Weird. Weird, weird choice for me to die on this hill. <laughs> Anyways, he went on the Pat McAfee show last Friday to prove that if that's true, he's not just a liar. He is also unfathomably stupid and Peter Singer wouldn't blame you for eating him. <laughs> yeah. So he began the interview by blaming wokeness. Wokeness. Mm-hmm, yeah. For him that's not a, taking a, a shot and lying about the, it. The vaccine. Yep. Quote. I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now. So fuck you before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture casket. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I think I would like to set the record straight on so many of the blatant lies that are oh. out there about myself. Really? End quote. Oh, there's a lot of blatant. Did he list all those blatant lies he that were out there? He did not. No. Oh, okay. Weird. Instead. He, he just suggested they exist and yeah. moved on. <laughs> Instead, he clarified that he didn't just get his medical advice from any old doctor. He got it from his close personal friend. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, yep. you cannot it. satirize anything anymore. We are in hell. <laughs> Quote, I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID. And I've a lot of the stuff he recommended what? in his podcast <laughs> and on the phone to me. I'm going to have the best immunity possible now based on a 2.5 nope. million person study from Israel that. The people that get COVID and recover have the most robust immunity. Oh, you know what? Fun fact. It's the same with herpes, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Check it out. You can really get a robust thing going on there. I'm thankful for people like Joe stepping up and using his voice. I'm thankful for my medical squad, and I'm thankful for all the love and support I've gotten. But I've been taking monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, zinc, vitamin C, and... DHCQ, and I feel pretty incredible. End quote. Oh, yeah, if, it's, if if a professional athlete at peak physical condition feels okay, it must be the fucking <laughs> ivermectin. So, to be clear, the opening bid here was I went to the guy who got COVID for advice on how not to get COVID, and it just got <laughs> dumber as we went. It did. Also, if you noticed, I paused on the non sentence there. Little behind the scenes for you here. When I posted this quote into our notes, one of either Heath or Noah was like, hey, man, I think you forgot a word here. And I was like, no, no, that's yeah. just how no. it's the actual quote. I put a, a blank where that should go. I also thought about putting a blank where, you know, he would list all the blatant lies about him. <laughs> yeah, but right. no, there was no answer. Too there many blanks. Oh, but that's not all. He actually apparently did try to get vaccinated homeopathically. <laughs> He explained on the interview that he had previously tried to petition the league that his homeopathic treatment of increasing his antibodies should be considered as an alternative. It's not even the wrong. It's not how you do the wrong thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're wrong about your wrong. (laughs) Yeah. He, He wanted that to be considered an alternative to getting fully vaccinated. Via the Moderna, Pfizer, or Johnson Johnson vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's cool. Um, We're going to play the game at the stadium without you. And you throw the ball in your pool by yourself. You, you get go. vaccinated <laughs> homeopathically. You get to play homeopathically. Right. There you go. Yeah. Jump in your fucking pool. There throw you go. a ball good. 
Well, would, would you consider the tiny kernel of truth in that study that got diluted by a press release, that got diluted by Natural Green Mommy, that got diluted by Joe Rogan, uh, that he then got? He's already thinking homeopathically. It's he true. might as well just go the whole <laughs> nine. And he has been shaken and slammed in lots of different no, directions. No, you're right. That's so. true. That's yeah. true. Quite big a lot of NFL team. players have been succussed, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and then, to conclude it all, like every stupid white man embarrassing his descendants for generations to come, Rogers decided to quote Martin Luther King Jr. in his defense. According to Rogers, quote, the great MLK said that you have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that make no sense. Not adding, oh, God, a time machine just appeared in the studio, and Martin Luther King Jr. and Heath are running out of it to stab me to death with barbecue forks. (laughs) Owie. Ow, 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 ow. Ow, ow, ow. Stop resisting. (laughs) And speaking of technology we've all been waiting on for a while, let's toss things over to our second sponsor this week, IP Vanish. Do you ever feel like you're being followed around the internet? Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. Well, our sponsor, IPVanish VPN, is here to help you take back your privacy and help become anonymous on the internet. So what is IPVanish? IPVanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is an important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computers, tablets, phones, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing. That's important because what you're doing on the internet is nobody's business but yours. For listeners of this show, IPVanish is offering an incredible 65% off their annual plan that's somehow equal to six months free. IPVanish is super easy to use. You turn it on with the click of a button and it runs seamlessly in the background helping to protect you while you're browsing the web. And if you do run into problems, no worries. IPVanish has 24-7 support available by email, chat, and telephone. So go to IPVanish.com slash to claim your 65% savings. Their annual plan is just $44.99 for the first year with our exclusive discount. This is the time to sign up. With our discount and their current promotion, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IP Vanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot with over 6,000 reviews. Remember, it's ipvanish.com slash skeptocrat to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Tinker Failure Soldier Spy News. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Creepy white people have been creating literal spycraft operations to help the Republican Party continue existing. And sometimes they actually help accomplish that, which is terrifying. But sometimes they are woefully inept and it's the greatest. Again, neo-Nazi failure is my kink. So we're going to talk about it. This includes the FBI showing up at the homes of two members of Project Veritas, a literal GOP spy network, and also the delightful reminder that white nationalist manboy Jacob Wohl still exists and is facing a giant fine for trying really hard to be a GOP spy network, but doing really badly. The reminder, by the way, was him tweeting almost, quote, I'm a giant anti-Semitic bigot. I still exist, and I'm still a failure. Enjoy your kink, Heath Enright. <laughs> okay, counter theory, Jacob Wool is a GOP spy op to make us underestimate the GOP. <laughs> yeah, huh? as much as I love watching them fail, it's still depressing to see how bad they've got to fuck up before it doesn't work, right? Yeah, well, they did it pretty hard with yeah. these two examples. 
let's start with Project Veritas. Their existence is a giant problem, to be clear. They're a far-right activist group that specializes in making ridiculous undercover lying videos that are supposed to expose their political opponents. And sometimes it works. It, it, it's actually effective sometimes. They were founded in 2010 by far-right activist James O'Keefe, who looks like a mid-level sales rep for Rufinol, exactly yep. <laughs> like that. Yep. And one of their most recent operations was very likely connected to the theft of a personal diary from Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley, right before the election last year. And pieces of that diary got published on a conservative website in hopes of discrediting Joe Biden. It did not work. Huh. Luckily, the election didn't work out for Trump. Yeah. You know how your aunt comments, they done caught Planned Parenthood selling baby parts? That's Project Veritas. That's yep. where that video is from. And no, your aunt hasn't heard that they lost a giant lawsuit about that video and right. she doesn't care and she never Yeah, will. well, and she will continue to have not heard it even after you tell her about it. Okay, right. so <laughs> one of those things that shouldn't need to be said, and we say those a lot on The Skeptocrat, um, if you're stealing your opponent's daughter's diary, you're the bad guy. <laughs> you are making 100... the noise mwahaha right, right now. Yes, you're steepling your fingers. Like, not only are you the bad guy, but you're probably going to be taken down by a plucky band of misfit tweens who, like, <laughs> swap out your body wash with blue dye at some point in Act 2. <laughs> I feel ah, like you're blue, and then somehow it unravels your whole plan. Well, regardless of the election outcome, it's illegal to steal things. Yep. And, yeah, it you're is. super yep. evil if you steal somebody's daughter's diary. So... The FBI started looking into it. It looks like they did a quick Google and easily discovered that Project Veritas hired a literal spy, former British intelligence operative Richard Seddon, who trained the Project Veritas team in ridiculous spycraft stuff. Serpentine. That's exactly what he did. Serpentine. Also, <laughs> yeah, a lot of serpentine, yeah, a, lot a lot of dive rolls. Dive yep. rolls, yeah. Yeah, so they figured that out with Google. Also, using a quick Google... They found that the website where the diary was published is owned by a company called Flyover Media, which has the exact same address in Wyoming as Mr. Richard Seddon's secret agent man company. Huh. And the same address as another company that had James O'Keefe as president. So uh, that all took the FBI about five minutes, I'm guessing. And then they spent another five minutes looking up other people employed by Project Veritas. And last week, they showed up in person at two front doors being like, hey, you're very obviously a spy. We Googled it. We Googled that you're a spy. <laughs> We're the FBI and you're in trouble. You're dumb. You're really dumb. So hopefully the investigation works out and obvious crimes by Republicans get punished. That's how it usually goes, right? They get punished for stuff. Can can law enforcement see white people? Because if law enforcement can't see white people, but they're afraid to admit it, the last decade makes a lot last more sense. Two centuries. Make, yeah. yeah. Right. So wait. So hold on. Let me back up a second here. They they hired a company to teach them how to, you know, not get caught by the FBI. Right. Yeah. Serpentine. And, and then the FBI caught them by tracking them through that company. <laughs> that company, yes. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like we're going to ultimately defeat James O'Keefe by feeding him his tail. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's chasing it. He's chasing it. Oh, you almost had it, buddy. <laughs> so close. And that brings us to Jacob Wool. In case anyone missed it, here's a quick background. He's a self-proclaimed genius who started a hedge fund that failed right away. Right away. Yeah. He tried to frame Pete Buttigieg for sexual misconduct, got caught 
trying to pay off false accusers to make that happen, called a press conference to lie about it some more, made up a fake protest against himself. Right. And then got caught doing that, too. It all happened, I think, on his mom's stoop. Yes. Yes. On her fly wasn't zipped. (laughs) Yep. It was a whole thing. He also tried to frame Robert Mueller for sexual misconduct as well, but got very easily caught because the company that Jacob Wall was using to secretly run his operation had its phone number listed on their website, and that phone number went to his mom's voicemail. Oh, foiled again. (laughs) And then, last fall, he set up robocalls that told people a bunch of lies about voting by mail in hopes of preventing voter turnout for Biden. Well... That's illegal, too, and he's currently facing a fine of $5 million from the FCC. And in case you were wondering, he is, in fact, a very proud neo-Nazi. Here's the exact words that he tweeted last week that I was talking about before. I gave you the almost quote. Here's the exact quote. I firmly believe that every Jew in America, hard J, every... This is his words. start, yeah. No. Every Jew in America should... Decorate their home with Christmas lights. It's called what? assimilation. America is a Christian country. Oh, fuck okay. This guy. If that is not a challenge to decorate Jacob Bull's house for Ramadan while he's asleep, I do not <laughs> know what is. I feel like they don't decorate for Ramadan. Is there Ramadan <laughs> decorations? They put up Ramadan lights. I could think of a few. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jake Wool. Project Veritas, I know you're listening. Big Here's fans. the big takeaway. Here's what you need to learn from what I just told you. If your spy operation gets foiled by a very casual Google, mm-hmm. please keep being a Republican spy. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing great. Please keep doing what you're doing. Nailing it. <laughs> and in Climate to the Summit news, we have failed as stewards of this world and our generational apathy on the subject of climate change is borderline genocidal. And last week, more than 130 heads of state and thousands of diplomats from all over the world gathered in Glasgow, Scotland, to talk about looking like they're thinking about doing something about it. Uh, This actually marks the 26th annual UN meeting on climate change. Uh, But this one is considered especially important because the first 25 didn't accomplish a single goddamn thing worth note, and time (laughs) kept happening the whole time. It did, yeah. Yeah, so Joe Biden is way better than Trump on the issue, but still not great. There's a lot and of room between Trump and great. He, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he found a spot in there somewhere. But neither is just about any world leader. They're not great. And Biden had to fully admit that he wasn't great. He gave a speech in Glasgow about fighting climate change, but just a few days before that, he literally asked OPEC to pump more oil publicly. And, and then he was like... Yeah, okay, I do see the irony. I do see that. Anyway, let's enjoy the rest of our Prisoner's Dilemma here on Earth. (laughs) Guitar, flames. Now, Heath, that's not fair. The world leaders without any power to make any change are very willing to say how much they would do if they were in charge of an economy six dozen times the size of their countries with a population four times Yeah, no, they do. They're very, they they all... Real vocal about get it. Get rid of all Maybe the they would. So, I don't know. So Jacinda Ardern would. Yeah. Love her. 
So COP26, which stands for Conference of the Parties and is, at least most of the time, even less inspired in action than in name, kicked off last Monday and continues through the end of this week. Uh, ostensibly, it's designed to facilitate international cooperation on things like reduction of greenhouse gas emissions and investment in renewable energy. Uh, but in reality, it generally takes the form of countries setting insufficient goals for far-off dates and then missing them. It usually wraps up with some grandiose announcement that, like, like 11 countries have agreed to cut their emissions by 10% before the year Dune takes place or something. <laughs> <laughs> and a big theme was the biggest economies with the biggest carbon emissions, like the U.S., promising to help all the developing economies with aid money. So basically we were like, okay, starting now... No more building your economy on pillaging the planet. We will help, though. <laughs> yeah. but no more, every, but less. No, no, We're less. just less. standing in the center of an agrarian Amazon village with a copy of An Inconvenient Truth. Okay, so none of you have a DVD player so we can watch this thing? Fine. <laughs> we'll rent it on Apple TV. There Who's got go. an Apple TV? <laughs> Guys? So, okay. Apple TV. Now, that's not to say there's nothing uh, that's come out of previous COP conferences, of course. Uh, they were the genesis of both the Kyoto Protocols and the Paris Agreement, which... No, nothing's come out of actually. So yeah, yeah, they were they're, they're they're not exactly useless, but they aren't quite useful either, right? So mostly they serve as a convenient place to stick protests, being as how so damn many democratically elected leaders have to be there looking at them. Uh, and the protests have certainly been the most encouraging aspect of this one. Uh, this past Saturday, there were marches and rallies on every continent except Antarctica. And don't worry, it'll be warm enough to have one there soon. But the largest uh, one TikTok. Uh, was there in Glasgow, where activists capped off a week of protests with a march that topped 100,000 people, according to The Guardian. Yeah, and all of those people brought their own canvas bags. So that's yeah. legit. Yeah. Right. Now, look, it's hard to find a silver lining to stories about climate change. I Given all the shit we're pumping into the atmosphere, I feel like you're going to have an easier time finding actual silver-lined clouds at this point. But the fact that 100,000 people can gather together in Glasgow on a rainy day in November, this is one of the places that would most benefit in the universe from like a random new role on the climate die to protest on behalf of the planet. That's nice to see, at least. Yes, it is. And finally tonight, in yet more sports news. I know. I'm as surprised yeah, as you You're are. You're doing another sports story. I'm doing another sports story. The principal of Inglewood High School issued a statement of apology this week for winning too much at the football. After what? her school's team faced online criticism for their victory last month of 106 to 0. Okay, that's excessive. Okay, that's and a little excessive. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, right up here at the front, podcast listener. I have no fucking idea what is going on in this story. I read three articles about why these teenagers are supposed to feel bad about winning so much of the football. I'm going to do my best to pass what I learned along to you, but I could also be mistaken because it truly, deeply, from the depths of my soul, does not matter. Don't sell your story too hard, Eli. I'm coming clean, no illusions. I'm coming in clean. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Premise so, does not matter. Go ahead, Eli. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So last year, Inglewood High School went 0 and 10 and were a Division 13 school. What does that mean, you ask? It means they're bad at the football. But then they hired some guys who transferred good football players to their school. I don't think that's what happened. Six of whom <laughs> are now committed to play college football at good football schools. And now they're a Division II school, which means being good at the football. But, but, here's the thing. They're still in the same 
League Division. Can't be Division. Something. They're, they're in a Division Two now. They're yeah. in the. <laughs> they're still in the same as normal hoinka doink <laughs> high schools. Oh, their schedule didn't change. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. And like cool. I said, they beat the crap out of them a couple weeks ago. Everyone's very mad at them about it. Okay, yeah, th- this doesn't matter, and it's stupid. It's stupid because sometimes a team is going to win by a lot in sports. That happens. Usually that involves a team losing by a lot. Generally? It's just kind of the other side of that. Like, okay, when I was in Little League, for example, they had a 10-run rule. If one team got ahead by 10 runs, they'd end the game to you know be nice, I guess, but it didn't solve anything. Nobody on the losing team was like, nice, that could have gone really badly. I feel empowered <laughs> now that the game is over. Also... All those kids didn't get to play the rest of the sport they signed up for because the game ended early. They're just, you know, there's going to be bad games sometimes. It's depressing how often Heath's feedback on a story seems to be, those kids should be able to take it, though. Hey, at least it's on this show and not over on Scathing Atheist, am I right? (laughs) And, And look, I cannot overemphasize the hyperbole that is being used in the language here. School district officials said that they were, quote, saddened beyond words when they, they learned about the game. <laughs> with words. Really? They said it with words. Really? Beyond words? You saw the football score and you became fucking unstuck in time? <laughs> beyond words? 40% in this country are literal flesh golems that would elect Adolf Hitler if it would piss off their blue-haired niece, but words <laughs> failed these school's administrators at the sight of a football score. Someone, quick, get to their houses. I fear for their safety should their eyes fall on a part of the newspaper that isn't the fucking high school sports <laughs> section. <laughs> yeah, gets a lot worse in those other sections. But here's the thing. If you're reading the high school sports section of your local physical newspaper and you're not a high school athlete or at least a family member of one of those... Your reaction to the other sections of the newspaper, not a problem. You're not reading those other sections. No, No, you're not. No. Well, I mean, maybe to the extent that you look on the wrong side of the coupon and get confused, right? You might be going like, why did I cut out the bottom half of this obituary anyway? (laughs) Okay. Weird. Oh, 50 cents off. Nice. All right. All right. right. Skull. That's what it was. Okay. Wait. Because it gets weirder. The, the, The coach... Of the loser team, Brian Collins, who is a first-time head coach, told the Los Angeles Times that the other team winning by so much was a, quote, classless move, but that he was proud of his players for not quitting. Yeah, good. Why? Why are you proud of that? You absolutely should have quit, Brian. (laughs) All, All that happened, Brian, is you lost more and worse. You can quit things that aren't fun, Brian. Dare I say a way more valuable lesson is you should quit things that are going so badly that if you don't quit, you will go down in history as such significant losers that the administrators of your school district pluck out their eyes like King fucking Oedipus <laughs> at the sight of the final score. Wow. See, this is the problem with this generation right, right there. It's, it's weird how you and Heath have reached opposite conclusions here, and I'm equally uncomfortable with both of them. <laughs> People have to learn to lose and win. This, it's just things that happen. Stop wow. doing things you're not good at. Just put it down. Put it yeah, down. Yeah, no, just quit, just quit everything. That's cool. Yeah, that's quit good. the things good, you're not good, good at. Message. You're maybe wow. good at something. Maybe there were kids who wanted to play How football that were on either team. Nobody wants to play football the... when they're losing 106 to zero. 
Well, the guy from Whiplash was the protagonist. He's a positive. <laughs> he's a good teacher. Ooh, we talked about this. That the other guy should have quit drums. <laughs> Sorry, wow. I don't actually think he should have quit drums, but it was the bit following the thing was my side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and send us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like all our new donors who will have their genitals profusely complimented the next time around. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Skating Atheist, Godawful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time... Catchphrase sign off. Are you being held kidnapped? <laughs> he didn't say no. I blinked. <laughs> you didn't hear me blink? Okay, on the count of three, duck and I'll shoot my computer. I'm pretty sure he just grabbed his thumb. Three. Bam. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.